Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. On Wednesday, the Environmental Protection Agency released its long-awaited final rule under the Renewable Fuel Standard, and the powerful farming sector isn't exactly happy. A quick reminder, RFS is frequently tricky politics for an administration because it pits the powerful agricultural industry, which includes ethanol producers and corn farmers, against the oil industry. Under the program, oil refiners must blend billions of gallons of biofuels into the nation's fuel mix or buy tradable credits from those that do. The agricultural industry says the Biden administration's blending mandates for the next three years are too low to accommodate the industry's growing production. While the oil industry isn't really happy either, arguing the levels aren't achievable. So today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino breaks down the details of Biden's final RFS rule, how EPA is defending itself, and the industry winners and losers. It's Thursday, June 22nd. So this is the administration's set rule for the renewable fuel standard, which really is the first time that the agency was charting the path forward on this program outside of statutory volume set by Congress. So this was really looked to as how the administration is thinking about this program going forward. And what it finalized on Wednesday was a surprise to some in the industry. Essentially, the administration did put forth record levels of total renewable volume that needs to be blended into the transportation fuel mix, but did so by lowering what it previously had proposed for conventional fuels, including corn ethanol, and also only doing modest increases to biodiesel from what the advanced biofuels industry had sought from the administration's previous proposal in December. And really, the industry said that those levels does not really match the production that we're seeing in the market and then doesn't do much to incentivize future growth in the industry. Right. And the rule also eliminates a plan to broaden the program to allow electric vehicles charged with renewable energy to qualify for credits. So what's behind that decision and how significant is it? It's definitely a really big deal. The administration had proposed, as you noted, including electric vehicles in this program for the first time. And it's been something that previous administrations had looked at and toyed with, but this would have been the first time it would have been finalized and put forward in reality. And ultimately, we had heard that the administration was going to pair that back in this final rule for weeks. They did, in fact, do that in this final rule. And the rationale the administration put forth was that there was a lot of complexity and comments offered from industry. This proposed plan to factor electric vehicles charged by renewable electricity to generate credits under this program had been something that we'd seen concerns across the industry, across refiners and some in the agriculture space. The administration basically said that they needed more time to look at it and that given the deadlines, they had to finish this rule. They just couldn't do it in time. I think there are definitely questions looming on if this is really going to be something that the administration can enact again going into the election year and when there's some broader concerns that the administration is, is facing. Right. And you're reporting that biofuel makers and its allies in Congress aren't happy with Wednesday's rule. So why is that? And what are they saying? So as I noted, the biodiesel blending levels in this final rule were only modest increases from what the agency had previously proposed. And the advanced biofuels industry really had sought much higher increases 
and have for weeks and months had allies on the Hill and industry officials press the administration on this. And ultimately, what we saw on Wednesday didn't really match what they had hoped to see. So there's concern that the administration is not adequately factoring in the growth of biodiesel here. And then the administration also finalized lower levels than they had proposed for corn ethanol, which for the agriculture industry and farmers who really rely on those blending mandates, they said that it kind of was a step backwards for the administration and a missed opportunity that doesn't really signal the future growth of this sector of the economy as well. And we saw, you know, widespread pushback that the administration didn't go far enough on those blending levels here. Got it. But the oil industry and its allies in Congress aren't completely happy with what EPA put out either, right? Yeah. So the oil industry has long said that compliance with the RFS is is costly and is costing union jobs and closing refineries. And we saw that echoed again on Wednesday, even though refiners who had opposed the EV proposal were happy that that was ultimately not included in the final rule. They still said that the ethanol blending requirements put forth by the administration were not achievable. And we even saw, you know, Democratic allies of the president, Senator Chris Coons, echoing that point, saying that this rule was a disappointment. And I think, you know, it's to be expected that the refining sector would want lower volumes here. But I think across the board, we saw pushback from a lot of industries on this finalized rule. One area I would note, though, with the renewable natural gas sector, they stand to benefits from some of the levels finalized in this rule. And they had, you know, applauded that element of this. But even that industry was supportive of moving forward on the electric vehicle proposal and were disappointed that the administration didn't do so there. And how is the Biden administration so far, given this tricky political balancing act, defending the rule? Yeah, so the Biden administration, the EPA, which put forth this rule, has really said from the beginning that they used this final rule as an attempt to put the RFS program back on track from years of just ups and downs. And they said that this final rule really displays progress from previous rules that put forth under this administration and solidified a commitment to energy independence low carbon fuels and the agriculture community. They said that the final rule strengthens U.S. energy security by reducing foreign sources of oil and that, you know, it expands the use of biogas as well. And, you know, there are provisions in place that would improve the operation of the RFS. The EPA committed to looking at implementation of the program and, and making sure that the existing agreements there are sufficient to monitor the credit trading that goes under this to make sure there's no market manipulation. So there's a lot of commitments the administration put forward and are justifying it kind of as a balanced approach to the range of concerns that this program has long had. Also, on Wednesday, the Senate failed to override President Joe Biden's veto of a resolution targeting an EPA truck pollution rule. The failed vote likely ends challenges to the rule, which did not draw any legal objections during the now-closed window to file lawsuits. At issue was EPA's December rule that reduced federal nitrogen oxide emissions limits for new heavy-duty trucks starting in model year 2027 by around 80%. It was the first time in over 20 years the standard had been strengthened, and it was cheered by public health advocates and environmentalists. But detractors said the rule was too aggressive of a mandate on truckers. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is striving to lead the way in the energy transition. They're working to deploy carbon capture and producing renewable fuels, developing multiple solutions today while forging new paths to the future. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash energy in progress.